Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Crossplay Podcast. While I'll wait for the confirmation that this isn't already a taken name, we'll continue going with this name. As always, before we get started with the gaming news, how was everybody's week? My week? Um, it was, uh, it was pretty good. There was, um, some more XCOM 2. Uh, I played a, a lot of Monster Hunter World on my off time, but on PC, so I'm not into that Iceborne yet. Um, and, uh, that's actually all that's, uh, been it. I've been putting more people into XCOM 2, some recurring, and just the, uh, uh, the experience of XCOM 2, um, I learned was far different than with XCOM Enemy Unknown. So it was kind of like learning a completely different game. Uh, other than that, um, no, that, those are the only two things I've got from this week. There's a lot more urgency in that game, huh? Yes. It's like a timer. Uh, that was actually... Some people pointed out that a lot of people did not like that. The fact that in missions, um, you are set with a timer, and then you have to... You might have uh, a, optional objectives to uh, increase the timer, but still, uh, it's very different because you have a timer in XCOM Enemy Within, or enemy unknown, they uh, there was no timer, so you had all the time in the world to do preparation and setting up your team to wherever you want. But in this one, it's more that you have a time limit; you have to get in. There's not as much time for setup, which yeah. leads to more risks, which I'm not really a fond of. But after playing quite a few missions of it, I was able to kind of finagle with it the way that I wanted to, and able to because at this point it was more like. Um, with or with this one, I needed to level up my guys more and get my uh, get my equipment up um, and research new equipment as fast as possible. So that way, when the game progresses, that I'm now well equipped and I have guys leveled. So while the urgency in missions is there, the urgency in leveling up your characters and getting new equipment is there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been a lot of tenseful situations and a lot of scrapes, uh, scrub saving from me, uh, which, you know, anybody can tell whatever the fuck they want to me about that's not the way you play it, but I don't care. That's the way I want to play it. So it's how I'm having fun with it. What is scrub saving? It's when you, uh, you have multiple save files within a mission and, uh, you make a save file, f- not just auto saves, but, um, more of manual saves throughout the mission so that when you make an action and then you think you're at a risk of it, then you make a save file right there once you're in a sa- uh, um, safe situation and then you move forward in one direction and if that doesn't work, you go back to that manual save and then go in a different direction um, to try to work the, the map and the, the situation in the way that you um, that is better uh, because uh, a lot of this game and a lot of the previous game too was fog of war. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, so, um, like perfect example was um, in Enemy Within. If uh, you go into a mission, it could be like some random mission that gets popped up, and you go in, um, and then you save right at the beginning of that. You then move your guys in, and more of the map gets uncovered, and suddenly the enemies get triggered and you're in a bad spot 
So it's like, oh, okay, now I know where they're where they are. Let me go back to that one save and then move my guys around. So that way, because I know that they're in these spots, and then that way I can have the upper hand. So, um, so you're playing the game wrong. I get it. Yeah, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm playing the game wrong, um, but I don't care. Uh, I like <laughs> playing the game that the more that I know, the better off that I am, the more fun that I'm having. So, I get you. My week was, uh, well, I mean, just like kind of, you know, some past weeks recently, I've been traveling. Um, so I was in Austin, but of course I had to bring some games with me and, um, I ended up playing like some of the new Super Nintendo and Nintendo games that were like added to the Switch, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, but I, I went through and played, uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, which is ridiculous because I guess it was the version that Mike Tyson is even in. <laughs> um, some it was some weird dude named like, uh, I forget his name, Mister Dream or something like that. I, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, I was like all excited to play against Mike Tyson, and then all of a sudden, some like random white dude pops up, and I'm like completely confused. Um, but you know, he was still a super tough kind of. I'm guessing he probably had the exact same moves as Mike Tyson. It was just a different um character model, but that was fun. Uh, they added in like rewind functionality so basically if you mess up you literally can rewind back it's probably i think it's probably like a minute or so that you can rewind back to any to like certain frames within that last minute which is literally the only way i would have been able to beat mike tyson's punch out i think i got through uh about eight or so people before i just hit that wall where they're like these these fights are ridiculous like people who instantaneously throw punches or whatever, and you just have to be prepared. So, um, ended up playing through that. Also ended up playing, uh, Super Mario World, which was interesting because I forget how, I forget how fun that game was. I legitimately played through the first four levels of it while I was on the plane. Like, I was just nonstop was playing the game. I, I was like, oh, let me just play it because it's been a while. And just got addicted to it and played to like the first four levels and bosses and secret areas, all that kind of stuff. So um, that was super fun. And uh, other than that, just been playing some mobile games. I actually posted, I just created a channel on my Discord to showcase like the mobile games I've been playing. But there was like three of them. One of them is, uh, I think it's called Let Me Out of Here. Um, and it is basically a six by six grid um, where, sorry, Let Me Out. Six by six grid where there's just a bunch of cars where you can drag them into different positions. You have to try to figure out how to get your car out. Um, another one's a game called Zipline, and that one you just basically drag a line around obstacles and uh, platforms and stuff like that to where people can zip line through it and get to the end. And they'll have the obvious like saw blades and bombs and stuff like that that try to make it more difficult for you. Um, and the last one was like a game called virus war, which is kind of a bullet hell shooter where you're fighting against like viruses. So I had plenty of stuff to play while I was in Austin. Um, and yeah, actually I kind of got reminded once again, how fun it is to have a switch specifically because of how portable it is. Like the fact that I could bring it and then like hook it up to my TV and in my hotel and then like have it on the plane and play there. It's like super convenient. So Awesome. Would you consider the Switch being a mobile device? Uh, 100%, yeah. 
I would definitely give it more mobile than like uh kind of like actual console console yeah totally even though i I basically never used the joy cons i I got the pro controller and I just use that all the time um I still kind of think of it as just just the fact that I can have that screen and I have a a screen i have a um protective case for it that also has a stand so it can kind of stand up at an angle and I can see it and play from the pro controller like that right there is kind of my travel setup I think the jo- the joy cons just feel too fragile when they're actually hooked up to the switch itself so that was my week my week went a little adjusting to be honest with you um I finished Devil May Cry this week um five um I really enjoyed the game. I mean, I love the ending. For some reason, I was really, like, the last two bosses were very difficult, and I'm glad that I really didn't die, like, earlier in the game, because I saved up my gold orbs, so by the time I was hitting the last two bosses, I had, like, 12 of them, so I was like, this is gonna be easy, and the final credits that you actually play with, uh, actually kill the enemies while the final credit rolls, I thought that was pretty neat as well. I played Modern Warfare Remastered on PlayStation 4. I'm surprised. I forgot how good that game That game looks not bad. It's not bad looking. I mean, it was free and it, like, it was a night that Xbox Live was down so I really was trying to adjust. I'm glad I had other options. It was it was fun. I was kicking ass. <laughs> what else? I played. Everybody's on Gears, but I'm not on Gears yet. Um, I played Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite today as well, which is not the same as the previous titles, which leaves me slightly disappointed, but I'm a fan of that uh, series, so I said, and it was on Game Pass, so I had to try it out. Played a little bit of Rainbow, got to level 100 today which is great for me still bronze but it's all right as long as i play better in ranked matches a level 100 bronze. yes that sounds stupid right (laughs) but what level do you have to be to get to like silver no my like my level is 100 like there's like a regular level and then when you play rank you have a profile level oh they're separate separate. yeah so my bronze is like second to last trash you know what i mean and i just can't get out of bronze wait what's worse than copper 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 oh i was gonna say wood league (laughs) copper is worse than bronze and i'm like like maybe three matches away from copper and i can't wait for the season to be over with and i just it's good to adjust it's good i'm glad that i have other avenues of gaming because i was ready to play on xbox uh friday Red D, but it was down, and I had other avenues to play with. So that was my week, um, paying bills. So, <laughs> so you never actually got to try Breakpoint? Yes, I forgot about that game. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think that I will give it a well representation of the game because I had gotten code on PC. And what I saw on my PC and what I'm seeing in other people's screenshots is two different things. Um, my set is, <laughs> looked, I was, I was, I don't, I don't know if I was looking at it. I was looking at the game 
And I'm like, yo, these rocks cannot look like this. Not in 2019. <laughs> I was looking at the rocks. I was looking at the trees. I was looking at the grass. I was looking at the. I was looking at the face. I'm like, yo, <laughs> this doesn't. Even... Was was it like the was it like the pay, the leaves were like damn there. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, I know it's a looter shooter. Um, I, I just it wasn't. Is it? it? To me, it is. It reminds me of the Division Two. You're gonna have to go like level up your stuff, just like in the Division Two, and then you're gonna have to do side mission, and it's open world. So, I think I just don't know enough about the game, so I didn't realize it was like you were collecting loot. It's a part of the the story. Is like a part of Utopia City that you know it's real free and real outgoing, and it's you know all modern, but you know behind the scenes is some low key shady stuff going on. So you, as I guess a soldier, from you have to figure out what's going on with that city. Uh, that's what I got from playing uh, playing Breakpoint. But them graphics on my PC, I'm like, no, man, this game. I was I was looking at, I was like, no, this cannot be no 2019 game coming out on my PC like this. No, I was like, you know what? Then I looked at other people's stuff. I was like, you know what? That's just my PC, and it looks like trash. Is it just PC? Like for the uh. Open beta? No, it um it was on console as well. You had to, I believe I signed up for mines at E3, and then I was like, you know what? Let me just put it on PC just in case. I didn't know that I was gonna get a code or anything. I could have invited some friends, but shit, I'm not look with that game looking like that. I'm not saying that the whole game is trash or I just based on what I saw on my PC, and it's not fair because my PC is not the best, I think you should, if you want to check out the game, just try it out. I don't know if they're going to do an open beta or not, but yeah. Oh, this one was closed? Uh, yeah. I, hmm. I, it was closed. And all I can say is, if you have an opportunity to play it, you go ahead and play it. Is it good? Not enough for- Every... Not for me. Not enough for me. Well, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that it, it you had a rough time with it only because of your computer. Yeah. So, like, I'm sure that you would have had uh, a different or a better experience with if you put it on your Xbox One. That's the thing. Yeah. So, I, the, that's I, the, the thing. Towards that I'll the end it. of what I was playing, I felt like, okay, we're in a settlement. Like, we. We came into like some city or something, and you had soldiers there, and I and like the objectives of what you have to do in this town start adding up, and that would reminded me of the division. So, and that's right. what made me like, look, I can just go play the division right now, and you know, I will wait for this game to be on sale. My personal opinion. Um, I just to give my own two cents about it, like real quick, is uh. I was I got invited to the uh closed beta before yeah. it and uh you know it I went through the game like you know all of you guys and everything and um it, I thought just the setup for it it was all right like I I didn't get much farther than 30 minutes into it and I stopped but I got invited to this um uh this beta again and uh, I just didn't want to spend the download on it um when it was only for like what? Man, two look, days? I, I uninstalled it as soon as I stopped playing. <laughs> so, so it's more like the division than like 
the other kind of Ghost Recon games. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Like, does, like, does every mission feel the same? Yeah. I honestly couldn't tell to you. To me, it was. Well, lightweight. I played about an hour. Okay. Wait, how many missions did you do in an hour? Probably like three. Hmm. Okay. Because that's how I felt about the last Ghost Recon's beta. I think me and Zeldrick. You talking about Wildlands? Yeah. Wildlands? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this mission and the mission before feels exactly the same. The only one of that that didn't feel similar was the last mission that we exited on. And that was because, like, we had to infiltrate a, uh, like, a mansion on top of a hill. Yeah. And we had to go into the basement. Like, I think it was a story mission, though, not, like, a side quest. Yeah. It was. So that's the difference. Um, Though, like... But overall, like, 80% of it just felt like the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I don't know. But, when I played it, I didn't think that. I just felt like it was kind of like, I think there was 12 kind of bosses or something like that. And each one of those felt kind of similar overall. But there was like some variety in the missions when you played it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, think, do you want to do that same thing like 12 times? Right. Like, that's what I was going to start. That's what I was feeling like with uh, Wildlands. They showed you all the bosses and it's just like, uh, these are all going to be the same, aren't they? The only difference being, like, the layout that, of the... Yeah, and that final area. mission will probably be different, too. Like, where you actually yeah. go to kill the person, but... um, But as far as for Breakpoint, like, uh, I think the intro sequence was nice before you get got to the, uh, to the base camp. And it, it was um, just trying to make your way through an area when you're at a deficit and kind of like not knowing anything about what's going on and you have to was it what they showed it like through. e3 was it that scene i have no where it was idea. like i, I totally think they were like that. walking through the trees or something like that and there were uh soldiers looking for someone looking for that you was I essentially guess. what it is yeah okay um and you're like injured yeah 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 okay. that was it so the intro sequence was nice and i'll give it that but um, otherwise, like, I can't really give an experience on it. Um, that's it. That's all my big week has been. All right. What about yours? Cool. Sharpie. Yeah. So my week, like, well, one, like, I cleaned up my room after, you know, having it powdered for weeks. And I still got bit. So there... So there's that. I'm like, I'm still gonna have to repowder the room again. And I also went to the DMV and I got my r- real ID paperwork and all that finished up. So I'm getting that in a few weeks. But other than that, my computer was down the entire week and it's still down. I'm getting my power supply tomorrow. So there. So I, I was playing on my PlayStation and my Switch mo- most of the week. And I was playing, what do you call it? You know, everybody's golf. I got that for 20 bucks. And I got this other game called, like, like Super Beat Zonic. Or whatever the hell it's called. It's like this Korean, uh, well, it's by a Korean company. But it's like a music rhythm game. And it was only 89 cents. So I was like, when it, uh, when it was retailed for like 20 something dollars and i was like saying oh shoot i might as well just get this too since it's on sale and it looks kind of interesting so i got that and 
I gotta say the music in that game is f pretty fire. It's like mix of Japanese and Korean music. Uh, what was it for? Like what system? Oh, it's it it's on it's on the Switch, but it's also on like the Vita and the PlayStation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but and it's it, it it's like a few years old, but I didn't know what it was. But it's another rhythm game where it's uh where like they throw shit at you. It's not like it rises up like how DDR works. It it comes from the middle and it's and it comes to the perimeter like as it's, it's you're like zooming into it or it's coming towards you. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, um, but the no, music like... is awesome in that game. It's like the Korean <laughs> musics are awesome. The Japanese musics are awesome. It's it's. It, it's it's pretty like I got I got pretty I felt pretty hyped playing it. I didn't stream it though, but I got pretty hyped playing it. So um, I'm I have seen the cover of this box. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Now the way that you described it in the pictures that I saw. Um, for anybody else, uh, you know, if you've ever played the Atari Tempest game, it looks exactly like that. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, Sharpie. It looks exactly like it. Like that's the way that it's played. Oh, you have shit yeah. coming up towards you in um to, like to the screen, but um, but just like Tempest stuff is coming up. Oh, the yeah. grid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's that's what it looks like to me. But mm. I think just like music games in general. Like I'm glad that there are some niche games that are or some music games that are niche. But I wish that it got more traction. Like the good ones got more traction. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'll, I should check out this uh, the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack was awesome. It's like the like the opening video, I was like saying, "Dude, this is gonna be awesome." That that's how I felt. Okay. Um, other than that, I downloaded what do you call it? That Kirby, the the new Kirby yeah game. But I was just like, yeah, "This is Kirby this is Super Clash or Super Kirby Clash." Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I was like, I played one game, and I was like, okay, I'm done. Um, and I also and I started streaming. Um, what's that game? Oh, Gravity Rush Two, because I remember playing the first one on the Vita, and I loved it. Um, the story was awesome on the Vita, and the gameplay was was unique. I, I wouldn't say it's great but it was it, it was fun but it was unique it was it's it's hard it's hard as fuck especially on the on on the joystick like if i had a mouse it would be so much easier because there's a whole lot of like camera like disorientation it's not like it stays leveled so like sometimes like you're moving side like the camera's like sideways or upside down and all that and then um it, it's it's all over the place so so I played that and I'm really enjoying it although the the problem is is that to upgrade you have to go do a lot of collecting which I'm not too fond of just like the first game <laughs> like you know it's not like you, like go kill this and you you can get more you know of these upgrade points you have to actually go around town looking for these things and use them to upgrade your skill sets. But Wait, looking that, for them as in like, like you like is it like uh, Crackdown? Uh, I I didn't play Crackdown, but if you play like you know those old sixty four games, like you just go collect shit. 
what, like, old like imagine like banjo, games? like banjo kazooie or or um donkey kong 64 or like super mario 64 like it says like go collect you know 100 coins or something like that or oh. collect 100 bananas it's kind of like that except it's just all around town and you have to go and the, use those to upgrade it's not like you kill things to get get these things Yep, I get you. Yeah, so like I spent a lot of time just flying around looking for these things. I mean, they're everywhere. It's just that the camera and how gravity works in that game. Like, it, let's say you're you're like the gravity. Um, like you know how it is in the real world. You just land on Earth, right? But in that game, like let's say you activate gravity and then you decide to activate um like like gravity but you lance but then um you go towards like a wall or something like that that wall becomes the ground like and uh and you have to and if you if you hit the wall you start you can start walking around based on the orientation that you landed on um so like let's say you you landed on that wall at a 45 degree angle then it becomes like a hill you know, in that orientation, it's 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 weird, but it works. But at the same time, while you're flying around, it, it gets very disorienting because you know you go like, oh shoot, which way was up? You know, or like how like, and like the, sometimes like when you get close to like an object, the camera just goes everywhere. So that I wish like I had like a mouse for that because it it'll make like just moving around a lot easier instead of like you know waiting for the camera to get to a certain angle hmm. i think you're but just yeah, a keyboard and mouse week. player dude <laughs> yeah but that was my week and now we can just move on to the news and the first thing is dave bautista will be in gears of war and that guy has been wanting to be in that game for Hello long, and he finally will be. So has this been a thing? Be I've, I've never heard he this before. To be in the movie. I think Gears of War, Gears of War movie coming out. He wanted to play Marcus. Yeah. So I think Microsoft talked him alone. He, he's on the game. I mean, of course he wouldn't be Marcus. They could make him like Ty or something like that. But even though Ty, I think was some, I don't know what Bautista's ethnicity is, but I think he might have Ty might have been like a uh, Hawaiian or something. I don't know. But he he wouldn't have got Marcus. Yeah, I was like, it's no he way. He wanted to. He's been campaigning to be Marcus. Um, yeah, for a long time so, too. Uh, I was like, and multiple times. I mean, he has the build for it. He sure does. I mean, pulling a pro wrestler to play like that role totally makes sense. But I feel like this is exactly the same as like, uh, The Rock playing as Doom, like the the main character in the movie Doom. Yeah, yeah. So like, did he you know. want it to? Did he want that role? Oh, I don't know. I don't think he That's ever said he yeah, wanted no, it. No, David Bautista really wanted to be like a character in Gears. But I think he's. I okay. think Zeljic's saying like it just makes sense because they're just like big kind of oh, bulky oh, dudes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you you would want to get you know a wrestler to play like the main uh, actor in um, the Doom movie too or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good for okay. him though. Yeah. Congrats to. I feel like he's yeah. trying to do the same thing that The Rock did, though, where it's like mm-hmm. 
trying to start as a wrestler and then find like a career in acting. Yeah. I think it's a good thing for Gears of War. You know, the hype was real. You know, my whole feed was like Gears, 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 Gears. Lady, yes. why are you not playing Gears? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, John well, Cena's doing the same thing too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what game is he in now? Well, no, he's oh, he's no, in no. movies. He has his own movie now. Oh, coming yeah, out too. Okay. His last movie, I don't know. I don't remember the last John Cena movie, so put that into consideration. Yeah, that's why I said they're trying to do what The Rock did. But, I mean, at least Wait. Batista had, like, Guardians, so that's... that's a good one. He had something good under his belt. Yeah. So, um, I think I recall this. Um, uh, there was a trailer for the new Jumanji movie. Is John Cena in that? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. yeah. Maybe. I- think yeah i i think he said something like that okay like i thought that was really funny that like you know the the rock is in jumanji was in the first one and now they're making jumanji 2 and then they've also put john cena in it so i don't know i just think that was that was hilarious anyways um yeah i have also been hearing that gears 5 is doing pretty well and uh soon we'll get really? on it really uh, i'm holding down a campaign so, are you going to get it or not? <laughs> well, the thing is, is we were playing this with uh, Adobe Rel. Uh, I yeah, thought we, we were. We planning to. Okay. So, once we have a date set of when we want to play it together, um, then let me know and I'll get Game Pass. <laughs> so, I haven't even gotten it yet. I'm just waiting on the word. Okay. I remember that. I already have the game. I so already have it already pre downloaded and everything. So, you know. Oh, I'm waiting for my my computer to go back online so I can actually download okay. it. All right, cool. Next up, Steam overhauling the the library section of their app, and it's about time too because that thing feels like it's from the early two thousands. Okay, I have to take a step back here. Did you just call it an app? Well, it is an application, <laughs> an executable Sorry, I... app. Okay. Nah, I, I'm just stuck in old ways of calling, you know, programs that you f- open up on a computer a program or oh. the full name of an application. So, yeah. Sharpie's new well, age. Well, regardless, yeah. Well, we have to appeal to the the new age people. New age people. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not the new age people. Not like that. The the spiritual people. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. So they're getting a. They're they're gonna. Re- redo the entire library section, not like the store section. Okay. Because um, how it is now, it's just like, oh yeah, here's like a little bit of news, and here's the achievements, and here's like the the friends that you play with. It's not very like, like in your face about like what was updated and all that, and how it it, it it's not like visually like appealing, I should say. As far as to the library. Yeah, when you go to the library section, it's just okay. a list on the left side, and it's just, like, small text. Like, there's a lot of text on the right side, right? Yeah, like, I, I'm I'm looking at this stuff on, um, like, I'm, in, I'm looking at my Steam list now, and I go to a game. But uh, I feel like uh, it could use refinement, and from what these screenshots are showing, like, I there's some, like, you know, quality of life stuff, and it looks more modern i guess it would say um but i i think the one i'm looking here is like a post game summary 
I find that interesting. I kind of like that. I do like that too. Um, here's like what you did today, or here's what achievements you did, and then um, I I don't know what else. Like if it like grabs screenshots for you for what you play, or these are the screenshots you. No, took. I think it's just showing the ones that you took personally. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then also the cards that you, uh, the Steam cards that you grab. I mean, th- those will appeal to some people. I know that. Um. Uh, let's see. Friends who play, like I personally like my friends who play um right at the top like it immediately shows like oh here's as the steam layout is right now here's the people that are playing it and then right below that is the entire list of here's all the people that play it and who have the game um i mean the fact that we move that into the bottom right corner in this one screenshot anyways like i don't like that um and i'm i'm hoping that with this you can customize it in a sort of way that you like uh so yeah um, i also think that i think from my if i i don't remember if i read this or something but if i uh if you look at if you look at if you open up the game or if you go you know that that entire right side like it will i think it will also show like like because you played this game here's here are some other recommendations right based right on this, uh, based on this specific game yeah, like it's kind of like what you see on the Steam uh, store pages for like a game, and then but all that information is at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like getting a recommendation, sort of without scrolling mm-hmm. because of a game that you have, um, just immediately right there. Uh, I think that would be good and to show other people that you could get here's some other yeah you know and sort of like a store recommendation whatever. Yeah. Um, I think as far as for right now the biggest gripe that i have is that um the the recent news for the game that i'm playing say that like it's a game that is current or it's a game that's in early access i would like the recent news or the updates for the game to be right up top or to be something that i click on that's right up top because like if a game got updated or that I don't know and there's it's waiting on my download queue, I would like for it to be on top and be like, these are the things that we updated with the game or here's some news about this game. It's like, oh, now I don't have to like, you know, somehow find it on the Internet or scroll or click somewhere, or just like go out of my way to find out when is this game getting updated or what are these developers, you know, putting up news about this game like i want to know that first like firsthand if anything with all of this stuff if i had to arrange anything i would want my recent news all the way at the top uh the first thing that i see because there's a lot of games that i play that are in early access and i'm just like um or they like get an event update or something like that and it's like i want to know as soon as possible when it gets updated so um who knows like steam is steam from steam could say like you can change the way how you do your layout probably i hope so i see that gear icon on the right side (laughs) yeah that's that's the one thing i'm hoping so just i mean i get pretty much guaranteed to some degree they'll have some customization in terms of how you lay it out maybe it's not like literally arrange everything the way you want it to be but I bet, you know, if you want your news and updates and stuff like that to be towards the top, I'm sure that'll 
that'll be an option. That'd yeah. be cool if you could just drag and drop stuff around like your screen to have it be exactly where you want it to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, last bit is that like, as far as for the layout right now in your library, uh, I, when you click on a game, you see like a background or a picture from the game. It's either from your screenshots or whatever stock for that game. And I would like to see more of that. And that's what we got right here. Like more of a big picture or screenshot or whatever, instead of just like a tiny, you know, the screenshot of the game stock or one that you took, and it just fades out, and it's just—it's very small. Like I want to see more of a background for it. You're talking like about as we, it currently stands; it's pretty small. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. it currently stands, it's currently—it's small. But these pictures that they are showing off—it's also a, covered, which is really weird. Like it's—it's—it's it's, it's in the background, but it's like covered up by like friends who play this game or whatever, and it's like. I don't know. It's 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 not all that interesting to look at when it's you have to actually look through something else to see it. Exactly. Yeah. So hey, it looks cool. Yeah, and all the links are on you know at the t the top section below the banner. Yeah. That that's also hella nice to have there too. Instead of going to the store page and then clicking. Well, that something. part's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to like. I'm like saying, oh shoot, what is the community like the Steam community saying about this game? I have to like go to the store page and then go to the you know the the, the forum section. Yeah. I think I have to get on my Steam uh, page more often because I didn't <laughs> notice anything. Well, I mean that actually could be. Um, a symptom of the fact that they are doing the updates is just that they want it to be a little bit more friendly in terms of like drawing you into actually like using the functionality on their application. Cause it's like, as it is right now with just basically, Oh, here, let me just show you like a list of games. And like we said, the images are kind of hidden behind other things. And like, you have to go to the store to view certain things. It's probably, I imagine you're probably kind of like me where literally all you do is go to steam when either you know there's something you want to buy or to start a game. Yeah. But I think or they to wanna... see like who, ha who who also has this game. Oh, I don't That's even check that really at this point. Say. It's basically, oh. I all I see is the text on the left and I'll see the store when I go to the store. Like, I don't even see who has yeah, it. Yeah. I just ask people. Yeah. But or... if it's all right there on the page, then you might be more apt to like say, oh, let me utilize their functionality rather than like saying, I need to ask Chase Sharpie, does he have this game? Or ask Zeldrick, does he have that, this game? So, that'll be good for me. Yeah. Steam is right, not cool. an interesting app right now. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Well, it's it's outdated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Nintendo Directs ha uh, happened this week, or I should say last week. And a lot of interesting stuff. The first thing they showed was Overwatch, finally. A lot of Switch, a lot of Nintendo guys were asking for it too. And Deadly Premonition Two. I heard about the game. I heard I'm about the game. so I'm surprised that they. Yeah, I'm surprised too. They said they will not make a second game, and they they ended up doing it for a long time. They were like saying we're not going to make Deadly Premonition Two, and then that was a bull faced lie. Yeah. I and I love it. I love how they played that off, like. 
I have only seen probably the first few hours of this game. Yeah, me too. Like, I I didn't own it or I didn't play it, but I did go to a friend's place, like, a long time ago, and then I watched him play, like, you know, a few hours of it at a time when I was there. Right. And I... I, When I've seen Deadly Premonition, I've seen just how goofy it is and just how the writing is... I would say it's terrible. (laughs) <laughs> but it's like the charming. storytelling is uh, is crazy it's like it's like you know that show twin peaks i know of it yes <laughs> i hate that show i don't like that show at all yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a little wait, wait, weird wait. because it's like a lot of people who play it like more recently they're like saying dude this is like twin peaks or it's like it's like it's like a lot of the modern detective shows like okay. like true detective yeah i, I heard that um, but honestly, I have to, I have to ask, do you like, uh, do you not like new Twin Peaks or do you not like old Twin Peaks? Oh, I didn't bother difference. watching new Twin Peaks because I watched, okay, so season one of Twin Peaks, I thought was very interesting. Um, From the 90s? Season two, like, it went off the rails for me, like, super theatrical, like, really weird and and i and from what I heard people say, the new season was pretty similar to the old one, just updated. So well, but like when you say new season, are you talking about the like the re-release that was like, uh, we'll be back in twenty years or whatever, and then they just redid it like literally twenty years later or whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then the first season you're talking about is from twenty years ago. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. All right. So I watched. Um, yeah. I guess just unless they did multiple seasons this time around, there's three total seasons, I believe. So there was one. In two that were in like the nineties or something like that, and then this uh-huh. new one would be the third season of the show they did. But Dude, I think really I think what it is is like, like if you if you watch the first season, I think you'll really like Deadly Premonition if you haven't played it. I had I didn't even really know what this was. Like I didn't know it was a thing that there was. I saw it on the direct, but I didn't know that it was like a. This was a thing of note. Yeah, a lot of people... There's a huge cult following. A lot of people would give this game like a perfect score almost. Hmm. That's weird because every time when I watch this, I've watched this with two, maybe three different people playing it. And every time I'm just like, man, this game looks terrible. I want to play it. (laughs) Yeah, no, but yeah, no. And then if I remember correctly, I think like maybe, well, maybe not 10 years ago, but like... uh, uh, I remember this game getting like like a Guinness World Record on for something, like being like the more like polarizing survival horror game or something like that, like the most polarizing survival horror game. I don't remember what it was, but it was something something along those lines. But um, I, it holds the record in 2012 as the most critically polarizing survival horror game. <laughs> critically oh, polarizing okay. oh wow yeah that's funny yeah no and then based on what people say like i i don't know how that how the ending works but they say like oh my god everything just fits together at the end or something like that yeah like, and then like um, the way how they do storytelling in this game is just like oh it's like uh, and then like the, the the actual combat in the game is like whack but but um other than that, it's, they, like it, it's it, it's more like it, if you enjoy story based games and them, you know, just handing the story to you, 
without you trying to you know spend time thinking about it like this is like a really this is like a really really good like um detective game sounds like it's right up my alley um but like i i sorry ladies i really got a comment on how uh your uh review of this of just Ooh, uh, yeah, that's really telling of what this game's about. No, <laughs> no, I'm I'm just looking at the prices for the Nintendo Switch Lite. That's all. Um, they when they threw, when they put the um the grab bag, is that what the the throwback games were? Like Super mm-hmm. Mario and Zelda yeah. and Mario yeah, Kart, the SNES game. The, yeah, and it's for you know people wh- who subscribe to Nintendo's online. Yeah. Okay. So it's. Yeah, and it's like they're um uh uh kind of like well the way that they put it was like the Netflix of like uh for their um for their service. So you have a list of these Super Nintendo games that you can just download onto it if you subscribe to their service. Oh, you don't even need to download it onto it. Like once you I, have the app, it just has them all on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that's actually what I was saying. I was playing in Austin was uh a couple of the games that were on that list. And there's like 20 right. of them total. And they're actually like surprisingly really, really good Super Nintendo games. Like actually I had, I think I had mentioned a long time to you guys before the podcast a long time ago that like I had never played Super Metroid and that's on there. So now I finally get a chance to play that. Like they have like a they lot of really good titles. Japan exclusive game too. Puyo Puyo. I, oh yeah. I, the throwback, the throwback Nintendo game just, it hit me in my heart a little bit because I, I I was thinking about getting the classic, the classic uh Nintendo. You know, you can hook it up in your computer and monitor. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't get Yo, that. Yo, this changes this changes everything because you know your girl's gonna be traveling soon and this is great. Uh, yeah, like uh, I was thinking uh, as soon as I saw this, if <laughs> and they did say that they were gonna be adding more Super Nintendo games. I'm just thinking, like, man, just add the few games that the other few games that I was looking into for the Super Nintendo Mini, and like, I don't need that anymore. Yeah, I, I was playing on the yeah. Switch. I was having a conversation with somebody like when I started playing this, and I'm like, why did they? I don't know if that Super Nintendo was the Super Nintendo Mini like licensed by Nintendo, or did they make it? Like, is it, it literally their product? Because yeah, the yeah, that was. I don't know why it exists if they were going to do this. Uh, they wanted to get the nostalgia. Nostalgia heads, you know. Oh my god, I gotta have the physical item of what I used to play with when I was a kid. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'm down with that. You know what I mean? But the portability of the Switch. Yeah, but it's like it. it's like a sale of whatever, like ninety nine dollars versus a sale of like three hundred. Right. Like, why would you why would you make a mini if you could just say, oh, if you get a Switch, then you can in Nintendo Online. You can get everything. Because there's those people it, that want yeah, the physical thing. they wanted the yeah. physical thing. And, what, the physical? You're talking about the physical Super Nintendo yeah, or Nintendo yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. They wanted yeah, the physical. Uh, That's what, what, it, what it was. Okay. But I like... I can't bring that Nintendo light... I mean, that Nintendo classic where I'm going to go. You know what I mean? You could. You just wouldn't be able to play it until you got to a TV. See, see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this could be great, great at the airport or on the bus or on the train. Yeah. Or there, there's one thing I, I'm very curious about this whole SNES thing, right? Like it says, like you know, you know they they showed off the controller, 
uh-huh. right? yeah. like the actual controller. It says it's for subscribers only. What does that mean? Does that mean it only people that... who who subscribe can buy it, or can they? Uh, or does it do like a check when you try to connect it to your your system that it it like you are a subscriber? No, what it is is you have to have a Nintendo Online subscription to be able to go to their page or their storefront on the system or on their webpage to be able to buy this controller. Dude, that's going to make a lot of people just buy a whole bunch and sell it for a higher they, price. That's, 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 that's the name of the game. Don't hate the player. But why? But I don't, why would you do it? Sometimes like that. Well, no, because there's this like I think there's kind of a catch in the sense that like I think these games are only accessible via like having an a Nintendo Online account, which means what would you be playing that Super Nintendo? What would you be playing with that Super Nintendo controller? Well, I'm pretty sure you can connect it to like your computer because it it, it does use a USB Type C. Okay, so yeah. well, but again, I'm like, what would you be playing? Like, what would be the benefit of getting a Super Nintendo controller versus, like, a PlayStation or an Xbox controller? The feel. But you have four buttons in a digital pad. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, no, what are you it's, playing? It's more, it's, more like, it's more like, you know, getting the feel of the actual... Because they use, like, like uh, from, from based on my understanding, they use, like, like um the classic actual feel of the button press and all that no it's no but like did, do you see what i'm saying mushy. no it's, it's not like i get the conceptually why but what games are you playing that's what i'm asking yeah that you well, want that, the super nintendo that, that, controller that's not for. the question for me it's for somebody else yeah I just, I just don't know why you why there'd be such a demand for it if people don't even have the games to play it all i know is intrigued me to get a nintendo switch so um I, I I just had class. Nintendo was like the first the first actual games I played in my experience, and it just my nostalgia it, it touched me, man. I I I I, <laughs> I, 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 I gotta get this for my birthday, so I'm 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 looking at I'm just thinking about what color I'm gonna get. To be honest with you. But again, you can to remember that, huh? or you can wait two months and then wait for Black Friday. I know. Sale. Look, bam. Check it right. I get my the my last paycheck in in November is like the open check because my I would have my bills already paid, so I'm actually can do some shopping for Black Friday. So if they can knock this down, maybe fifty dollars on Black Friday. Yeah. I mean that's but how I was, much I got it for. They they knocked it down. Like, thing to remember is that again you need to have Nintendo Online to get this. It's, which means you're not just getting this switch; you're also signing up for a monthly membership. Uh, well, it's a yearly membership. Or yearly, how, how same year? thing. I think twenty. That's bucks. not uh, okay. No, it's, is it? <laughs> you sure? It's like thirty-five dollars, I think, for a year. Yeah, I remember spending only cheap. twenty. That was in the beginning, I believe. Right. Oh, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been the early days. I don't. Oh, okay. Know. I don't think it's gonna cost like one hundred and twenty dollars for a subscription. I don't think it should be costing no more than. <laughs> no. No, I think it's rarely. Yo, I have the information. Okay. Nintendo Switch online pricing plans: individual membership for one Nintendo account holder, twenty dollars for a whole oh, year. Oh wow! Okay. That's each, each, what? I just. Family well, then again, their their online isn't like as great as PlayStation. Oh, but that's not what I'm. That's not. Yeah. I'm, that's not what enticing me to get it. I just want 
these titles, these throwback titles play. Like one is the Legend of Zelda. I haven't played that. Like the throwback one, the one that was in the grab bag. Yeah. I didn't, there's a couple of games that I'm interested in playing that is in more portable. Oops. More portable. Um, and I'm interested in that. Um, so far, like as far as for if modern games for the Switch games that play well online, the the one that does play the best online that I've heard is uh, Splatoon Two. Um, uh, consistently, anyways. Uh, otherwise, like, you know, I'm, we're gonna wait on Pokemon to see if that is working well. And I think it's what's uh, what Sharpie was getting at is that, like, you know, for the modern games, and I kind of want to throw out there that you know, uh, for Smash. Smash is a lot of people are having problems. Uh, it, uh, the frequency of problems with Smash Online um, is terrible. Uh, like it, it's a lot, but I think it comes down to the game and not the online service for it. Yeah, uh, that's kind of realistically same thing in terms of when you're when you're playing the game. It really doesn't matter which one it is. It's just kind of like if it's if it's a terrible experience, it's kind of like you you see what I'm saying. Like it doesn't really matter if it's like Nintendo Online or if it's the game. It's just like you're having a shitty experience playing online on your Switch. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, but I do think that I mean for the online price uh, for the their subscription twenty bucks and you have their huge library like that's that's a win right there um, for people that are gonna go back and play uh, play those games. So yeah. Um, I don't know why I had it in my head that like there was some after I thought about it, I'm like, why did I think that there was like a monthly subscription? It's like exactly like Xbox and PlayStation where it's an annual one. But well, yeah, there is. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like most people don't do it that way yeah, as far as I know. If, if the year is oh. like 20 bucks, why not just spend the year? You know, I, I'll do it. I'll do it yeah. when I get it. i will be better off than paying monthly or every three months, you know, if you had Amazon Prime, I think it's free for a year. <laughs> I do have Prime. I do have Prime. I, and I'm, I mean, if there's, I don't know if they're still doing that deal no, no, or whatever, no, but if was, you look no, on Twitch, no, I don't think, there was a yeah, Twitch was, a perk yes, on there. it was. I don't think I got it, but oh. I hope, but I probably most likely I'll order it on Amazon. Hmm. Cool. All right, cool. Next up, Tetris 99 update. I played it. It was great. And I won first place. I was to say you're the only one out of us that can play it, and not even because we have like you're the only one with with a switch. Y'all don't know my like Tetris you have skills. to have one of first place to play it. I, I don't. Yeah. What about my texture skills? Y'all don't know if I got texture skills. You still well, can't you play. Know, it. You don't know about your Tetris <laughs> 99 skills. I, I, I'm, I'm not the best at Tetris at all. I'm just, I'm just joking with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was playing it last night, and I won first I put, place. I, on I put the my bunny on Sharpie if anything. <laughs> Oh, bragging rights for Sharpie. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I, I got I got first place on the the first place only mode. <laughs> and what does that, that mean? Fun. First place only. Uh, you know that 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 new mode where only people who who's actually oh, I thought you meant like place. you could only get first place. I'm like I don't even know what that means. I got I, I don't know what you oh, mean. Yeah. Invictus. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> last night uh, I was like, and most of the people are. From Japan too, because every name was in Japanese. They about that life. Hmm. They probably some cafe yeah, right? somewhere, like size of a shoebox. 
or Polly in a train <laughs> or something, yeah. just waiting to get to work or going home. But yeah, yeah. The, it was it, it 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 was interesting because like you know the first few games that I played on the on Invictus, like I kept losing because I just kept trying to do my T spin setup, and on the game that I won, um, I did do that because it like I got the pieces like in the right order that I needed it, and I set I set it up in such a way where the pieces actually worked out, um, and the the. Like when we, when it came down to like you know the last five or something like that, um, everybody was on me because the way how I knew that is because like around the middle of the game I said I switched it to I, I switched it so like I only sent pieces to people who are attacking me and then every time when I cleared a line like I just saw like this huge sparkle on my screen just just went everywhere, meaning like I was attacking like more than like two people, and. Okay. Like right at the end, um, I didn't even know that I was just going against one guy. I was just focused on like just clearing lines, and um, and I wasn't losing at all. And I wasn't even looking at the other guy's um, you know, uh, board. And I like the and then like I was just like playing Tetris, like I was playing single player, and <laughs> I just happened to win. I'm like saying, wait, what happened? Because the whole screen froze. And then I was like saying, "Hey, you won!" And I'm like, "Oh, I even forgot that I was playing online." <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> yeah, I forgot I was playing online. <laughs> <laughs> These people are as yeah, easy as playing against the computer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no, that's how it felt. I was like, like you know, like in the beginning, I knew I was playing online, but then like as time went on, I kept, I started to forget that I was playing online. But I mean, you I also got to remember, uh, like. Part of it is like, it's not like this has to be the best of the best. It could literally be that you were just playing against somebody that won once, like one first place once. Yeah. So maybe they were just like, maybe you were just like clearly better than them. You just didn't notice it. There was a point where I, I had, I was going up against nine people like ganging up on me. And, you know, like I said, how I knew was because like I, um you know, I said it to, um, what was it called like attackers only mode or something like that and like my screen just glittered like crazy and i'm like i couldn't even see the board because of how much it glittered every time when i cleared the line hmm yeah but anyways that was my tetris 99 experience and that was fun oh nice. yeah i also cleared i also did the marathon of clearing 999 lines that took almost an hour. Wow. Almost an hour. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. From, be from beginning to end. <laughs> that took like an hour. I feel like... All right, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that might not feel like an hour. Did it feel like an hour? No. Yeah. Like, once you're into it, it probably doesn't feel like an hour. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Next up, Carrie Bogard from Fatal Fury and K King of Fighters. Actually, no, no, you need to shut up because now Sans Undertale is in fucking Smash now. Yeah, but he's just a costume, which yes, is still cool, but exactly. it's like just a costume. <laughs> yeah, I did. OK, so uh, off topic, I do want to say that it's a huge thing that Undertale got recognized by Sakurai to get put into well, sure. Smash. Sure. Um, Super tiny game. I, it's a super tiny game, and it's it's a huge thing that it got the 
that much attention from Sakurai. Um, but to move on, uh, with Terry, that I I don't want to say it's out of left field because SNK has been loaning characters out for like like crazy because we have Harmaru coming in uh, to uh, Soul Calibur Six. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, um, sorry, Unsheathed Productions, you're gonna have to help me. Um, they did. Oh, they had Geese in Tekken Seven. Thank you, yeah. Geese in Tekken Seven, and then it was more like, well, where's Where's Terry? Where's Terry gonna show up? And it's like, oh, and Smash? Okay, yeah, that that fits. All right, yeah, cool. He also um, showed up as a girl in another game. I forget what game that is. But oh, like, um, oh, like Gal I was gonna say, I'm sure Sharpie's gonna know <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh wait, no, like Gal Fighters is the is the is the Neo Geo Pocket game. Yeah, um, yeah. But like the the all female cast SNK yeah. fighter. Yeah, that one. Um. But I, I'm I'm really excited to see, and even like the, the the five seconds that they showed of Terry Bogart and his stage, like that was really cool. I'm so excited for Terry to come, and like I want to know what his entire move set is, and and his final smash. Like I'm really hyped about it. You know yeah, what's I th- fun? I was thinking about this, and it's hella funny because I was like, Namco and now Nintendo has made an SNK versus a, Cap- a Capcom ty- uh, like ability to do that, but Capcom still hasn't done that in a long time. Yes, and like that's everybody. Actually, a lot of people have been saying that that Bandai and Nintendo are the ones to make uh, a Capcom versus SNK in a very long time. Capcom, you better get on your shit. Where's our Capcom versus SNK? Well, I think When's part it of it's probably like they're uh their plan would be to make a full game that you know a full versus game as compared to having like guest characters from other games in their game like yeah, smash exactly. technically yeah. there's just guest characters yeah. it's no, not but really the a joke versus, is but... is that it, it's a it's like a joke where it's just like like well namco did it and they're yeah now, yeah now nintendo has done it <laughs> Capcom, where is it yeah yeah <laughs> So, um, if it, well, we just got to wait until the Capcom Cup because they have something to announce then or like I, around I think that's that going to be Street Fighter 6, dude. Uh, well, I'm not saying that like it's going to be Capcom versus SNK. I yeah, just yeah. think that like, you know, we have a lot of openness. We have a lot of mystery. Like it could be anything. Of course. To be yeah. honest. So, totally. uh, we'll see. We'll see what they'll say about. Uh, well, we'll see about their next fighter in uh, uh, during Capcom Cup. I was watching some people like reacting to this um, this Fatal Fury um, announcement, and it, it seems like saying. Was, and then you know how in the you know in the trailer they were showing like you know like Kill's hand first, and then they were showing. I thought um, that was such an excellently done trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, it just made you beautiful. think of who it was gonna be, like because they kept having everybody grabbing for the invitation and it just kept yeah. like getting away from everyone that was awesome but all these people didn't know any of these characters exactly and uh, i was uh, like and then yeah. but for some reason they happened to know who terry was but they didn't know who joe was they didn't know who <laughs> you know so i want to bring this back um to when geese got announced for tekken 7 it was the same exact reaction who the fuck is geese and then the FTC was like, you don't know who Geese is? What the hell? <laughs> so um, the same thing with uh, this uh, 
this announcement for Terry Bogard, nobody knows who Terry I mean, is. Think about no, how no, people knew who Terry was. No, were... I heard, I got something different on my timeline. Nobody knew who Terry was. They were like, "Who's this?" But everybody was flipping their shit over Sans. But you gotta think about like the fact that it's 2019, and like think of how long it's been since they were showcased in a game, like any of them right. really. So oh, like, okay. well, I mean, yeah. they did go bankrupt at one point. Yeah, so it's like I'm not surprised that people don't really know who they are. I'm sure like the older people in the crowd or whatever who actually got a chance to play some of these like SNK games knew who they were, but like. Yeah, the majority, maybe not. I'm not surprised by that. If you brought I'm, out like Ryu and nobody knew who he was, I'd be like, what is wrong with y'all? But like, you know, <laughs> there's been Ryu the entire time. But it's it's either um uh it's a franchise or sorry, company that I don't want to say dated. It's not that it's a dated company, it's a company that was had its prime way long ago. So it's either people of a certain age or people that are in the FGC know yeah. about SNK characters. Yeah. So yeah. Um but I'm sure they still that... know some from like King of Fighters and stuff like that. So Yeah. Actually that's probably um, a good point. I think because Terry's in King of Fighters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So he'd be the one out of all of them somebody might know besides like uh was it Nakaruru that was in the trailer too? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So those two people might know specifically because there were recent games where they were in them. The other mm -hmm. one and geese, I guess geese too. It's pretty much uh, almost all of them. Um, I would say that uh, I, I mean, as far as for the last King of Fighters and how it went, um, and personally, I think it went pretty under the radar because of just how much support it got or how well it went. It it was received oh, it after be. it released. Um, but out of all those characters, Iori. Oh yeah, that one. Iori would would have <laughs> been the one that. People didn't know. No clue who he much was. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all those characters in that trailer, I think Iori would have been like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah. The most. Well, so. uh, it seems like not a lot of people knew who Kill was either from the beginning. That I'm not surprised either. I'm not really surprised um, by Kill. <clears throat> actually, uh, Kyo. That was the first one. Yeah, because it was his hand. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like, so for me, I didn't know that that was him. So, and I'm not that heavily involved in the in the uh, FGC or knowing about SNK games. So that one, I was like, I don't know who this guy is, and I didn't research it. So, mm. um, but yeah, so like the SNK, like, I mean, just like I said, it's kind of they had their prime way long ago, and they're coming back. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this will like spark some interest in some of their other stuff. If like. It seems like people are kind of like happy that their characters are showing up in other places. Maybe that means that like more maybe like that's they want this another is like one. SNK's way of um you know re spreading out you know their their brand again. Yeah, that's kind of what, yeah because they they because you know play uh, they bought they bought their brand back from Playmore. Playmore, yeah. yeah. So that's why you don't see Playmore on their logo anymore. Yeah. All right. Next thing. So Wait, let me let me, let me this, this one this one can be short. I just I'm just curious if anybody else is noticing this. Um, so I, I put it as the disheartening trend of Nintendo announcements. I'm just kind of curious if anybody else feels the same way as I do in terms of. Uh, so I was watching Nintendo Direct and I did get the vibe of like I see why this works over like E3 because literally it's just like rapid fire like here's here's games here's here's games here's games here's games and I I love that it was just like just get right to the fact of showing me um 
what's coming up rather than saying we're out here trying to make the best possible experience on this con you know what i mean all the fluff that they add on there yeah. mm-hmm. um but like the one thing that i noticed from watching this was like how prominent it is that there is almost nothing new on this console like pr- almost everything they announced was like either something remastered or a port a port or it was just like a new version of some game you've already played like two or three versions of there was like i think one new ip that i saw on there so nintendo and I think doesn't the, have no new game as like a yeah it's like a owner of the switch i was just looking at that and i was like probably the most exciting thing from this whole direct for me was the fact that they released 20 games that i played in like the 90s and that's that's like that kind of sucks <laughs> and i mean there's certain stuff that like i'm not it's not for me that I know was kind of like significant announcements like Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield and like Animal Crossing. I know isn't for me. And I think Zelda, you were interested in that, though. But like it's like there's it seems like there's just trend of like Nintendo getting away with not actually bringing you anything particularly new. And I think that's so, it's, it's always kind of been like that. I mean, if you look at the Wii or if you look at like all their you know, previous consoles. It's usually like they already have like an established IP. Yeah. But I mean, so, I, I mean, I've um, seen some new stuff like was it Astral Chain or whatever I think is a brand new But that's IP a plan that just it came out just this last week. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Not, it's not but, a Nintendo. It's not necessarily. No, no, like I'm just Nintendo saying games that are IP. new that are on the Switch. It doesn't have to be like first party or anything. Just like mm-hmm. something where they're like the reason to come here is because we have like exciting new stuff for you to play here. And their exciting new stuff to me is like, you know, it'd be like, oh, come come see the next iteration of this game that you already like. Because maybe it's partially for me, because at some point I know I personally get bored if I'm playing the same thing over and over again. Over again. That's why, like, I stopped playing first person shooters because they all felt the same to me. But it's just kind of like, I don't know, it, it feels like this is such a great concept for a console where it can, it, it can be portable and go anywhere or whatever. And I'm just like, I wish there was just more stuff where, like, I could experience brand new, conceptually have brand new experiences on it anywhere I want to, as compared to just like, I have this and now I just wait for like something, I wait all the time for something to play on this console. And I think so, that kind of show, was showcased by this Direct. Sorry, go ahead. What, what is the new IP that they showed? Uh, One second. It was called... Is it the the da- uh, the um, Damon? No, I think that one's Damon. that one's not new. I don't think that's not new. Well, okay, I don't know. It, it, it is well new to this direct. No, it's not new to this direct. Uh, I think it was Rogue Company. Rogue Company. Yeah, oh, it's a high res game. Well, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not worried about first party. I'm just worried about like I haven't played this before. Yeah. So, well, that one exactly. I don't believe it was in a previous direct. Um, so yeah, that was. I think that was new for uh, like a world announcement. Yeah, I completely get what you're getting at. That there's like there's no new announcements, but you know how often do these Nintendo directs happen? Like what once every two months? Um, every three months? Okay, what, so what I, I can see that. So I, in that sense, I would ask you, what's the last new game you remember them announcing? Um, 
NBA Whoa. 2K20. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a low blow. That's a low blow. Like, for me, it's definitely Astral Chain, but other before that, no freaking clue. I have no idea. Yeah. The, so, but the thing is with this, me being not being a Switch owner, um, sure. I like that, um, you know, with these Nintendo Directs, that we're getting updates on games that are coming out, like more information is being released. Yeah. I mean, I like that. And here's an update to uh, what we're going to do with Pokemon. Here's a, what we're going to talk about with Smash. Here's the some things that we're talking about with Animal Crossing. Uh, you know, um, that sort of... Or like Luigi's Mansion 3. Like, I liked seeing these updates because what they announced, like, when they first announced them, it's kind of like giving us bit of like bite trails and keeping us going and, you know, kind of like keeping the uh, excitement, like, you know, play it down low and just like, hey, here's this new announcement. All right, that's really cool. And then wait until maybe like two months, three months, four months, and then we'll hear about it again. It's like, okay, we have an update for you, but like, here's what, here's a little bit more about this game that we announced. And it's like, oh, that's really cool. So it's instead of having some huge hype and giving us a huge lowdown on Gears 5 and the Horde mode or whatever new mode that we're adding. Also, here's Terminator. Here's this huge fucking platter of information for you about one game. It's like, cool, you gave us something. And then it kind of like all that excitement is a bit gone after a while, which is kind of the reason why I liked the way that Cyberpunk was announced. And then like a little bit here, a little bit there. And then like in between, we got chunks of information. So it kind of like keeps the, I guess, the hype a little bit more consistent and on the down for me anyways, on the down low than just here's a huge hype bubble. So, now wait like a whole year for it. So here's the thing, though. The only thing uh, I would say counter to that is like I'm 100% with you on that. I like that format, and that's why I was saying I actually love the way Nintendo does it. It's not the format I'm so concerned about. It's like the content in that format. Like th- the fact that like you said, for example, Cyberpunk. If they did, you know, they have that sort of slow release of info on Cyberpunk, but we have Cyberpunk. That's the mm-hmm. part I'm saying that Nintendo doesn't have. They don't have, not the specific game, but they don't have Cyberpunk. They have like Zelda, Luigi, like Zelda, Luigi's Mansion, like Pokemon, uh, a whole bunch of like retro games, like the stuff that they're announcing. It to me it doesn't even feel like new per se. Okay. It feels like they have like um, almost nothing like fresh coming to it. They just have like, oh, here's the new version of this game that we released another version last year. And then here's some uh, ports that Xenoblade Chronicles, like that, like that one just is getting a definitive release, and yeah, that one's being like re-released, and I, I, I get it. Yeah, like, yeah. um, bringing back, uh, or just you know, here's the next iteration of this IP, and I feel like that. Yes, I'm with you. There is potential on the Switch to bring or to have new ideas, new IPs come to it, yeah, and yeah. the. I don't know about made for it, but to just be on the Switch. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take a step back. Made for the Switch. Because if you have a whole bunch of these other IPs, you know, like Witcher 3 or whatever, it's like, yeah, now this is coming to the Switch. It's like, well, I mean, 
it's not as good as you know when i played it on pc or that's the other problem (laughs) yeah so you're getting the you're getting the not as great version of it usually which is fine if you're on that little screen like if it's the portable version you're not expecting like the same level of graphics or whatever you don't even need the same level of graphics or whatever on like a switch but um the silver lining to that topic is hey people that only have only experienced or only have nintendo as their console and their for their entertainment now they can play the witcher 3 all right like that's that's the silver lining they finally get to play it yeah um, it's just interesting that it costs like as much as it does considering that in the sense of just like it's it's basically charged as the full price console but the idea is like you're playing catch up with everybody else is what it feels like. Uh, that is, <laughs> I mean, specifically with The Witcher 3. Oh, and Vampire. Well, yeah, I was going to say, Vampire's- so like they had like a montage towards the end. And I like wrote down games that they showed in the montage. And yeah. so, okay, so actually these weren't part of it, but I'm just going to list a couple that weren't part of it too. So Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, <laughs> Witcher 3, <Okay>. Assassin's <laughs> Creed 4, Assassin's okay. Creed Rogue, uh, Just Dance, Farming Simulator, Nino Kuni, NBA 2K20, Call of Cthulhu, DMC2, Vampire, I guess. Like, a lot of those are just kind of like, oh, this game that everybody's been playing for a long time, now you can play it on here. Um, So I, very specifically, Nino Kuni? Yeah. That one was a PS3 only, and then now it's getting remastered and it's being put on Steam and PS4 and Switch. Sure. Okay. So that that's that's the uh which is cool i'm just saying it still falls in that category of like we're getting remasters and ports and like stuff like that i just i just kind of want to see like the nintendo here's like the fresh new stuff and i'm not saying like you know the e3 kind of like bam here's everything but even if it's just like in a couple of nintendo directs it's like here's something that you 100 percent would not have expected because you didn't even know what it was beforehand or like maybe it's something that you didn't like if they get announced something on Xbox and PlayStation like oh yeah it's going to be on Switch too but like you know you know besides NBA 2K20 <laughs> but like <laughs> i don't know it it just makes me feel weird as a consumer who's paying like full price for the console that it it just feels almost like a catch up console um well uh i know this is getting a bit long but like yeah I'm done. If you look so. back on the Wii U, actually specifically Wii U, I don't know, I don't want to say like the Wii as well, but with the Wii U, didn't they do the same thing? Like Nintendo was on catch up with all the other games or whatever. Like it, it hasn't that been their trend? I mean, I guess I would more say yeah, you're probably right, but I would also probably say more of the trend is just like Nintendo's where you can play Mario. And like, okay. you know, all those those first party Nintendo IPs, I guess, but yeah, you're right. Um, so what I will say is that, uh, for all these other games that are, you know, they were first on PS4, Xbox, PC, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you six months later, oh, or like a year later, it's getting on the Switch. It, it takes a lot of time and actually it goes to a different company to port it over to the Switch. So it does take time to do that. Now, what I will say is I agree with you that we do need new IPs to be coming to to the Switch. Or like, you know, if they're going to announce a game that's not an indie game, uh, that is for PS4, Xbox One, PC, to also say Switch um, at the same time. Like, yeah. Honestly, wouldn't even mind them doing indie games. If they were just like, um, day and date of the PlayStation and Xbox release, here's this same indie game that's coming on like 
Switch, then I'm cool with that because it still it still can be something new. I just That's feel like they don't even showcase that stuff. If it does exist, I have no idea because they don't even tell me about it. Well, they do say that uh, with a lot of the indie titles, when they announce them, uh, I would want I would reckon more than half of them of the indie titles they do say at the same time that it's coming to the Switch. Um, hmm. I don't feel like I ever see that. I, but when it comes to you know AAA titles and big name publishers uh or or just nintendo developing a new game uh i would like to see more uh more ips uh, and new announcements coming to the switch i agree with you there cool all right cool uh, the creative director for Ghostwire, you know, that little adorable Japanese girl that was on the Bethesda stage. <laughs> she left the company. Oh, that's her that's leaving? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Okay. It's um, not, and I don't think it's because of anything. I, because I don't no, think no, creative sounds, directors like she just need want to. Leave. to yeah. yeah I, because creative director's role is like, you know, once you're done with whatever you're doing, you're, you, you don't really have anything else to do, right? Like, once you're done creating the world, creating, like, the the overall plot and stuff like that, or the art direction for it. I mean, do, they, do you think they don't guide it during the development process? No, I, that's... I'm actually asking that. Like, it, I would assume is, they did. I don't know. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I think that... Uh, yeah, I mean, she did work with Clover and, uh, you know, Capcom and Platinum. Before. It ain't gonna okay. be that hard for her to find another job. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I just she hope it doesn't really like... impact how cool uh, Ghostwire seemed like it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't impact that in any way. Uh, assuming that, like, from the uh, from the company that she was actually a part of, the developing company, um. They, um, I'm pretty sure that they'll be fine. Um, well, Tango, like what, what, what we talked about this before, they made a or they did, um, Evil Within, right? Yeah, yeah, um, she was part of that team, exactly. So, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, and (laughs) she's not gonna be searching long for a job. She linked her LinkedIn into that tweet yeah, so as she well, already, which she is funny. Get a job by next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. The other thing is that she's gonna be at TGS. So, um, well, doing what I don't know, <laughs> job hunting. Um. But uh, nah. I, she's I, she's gonna be off to better places. I don't know about better places. Let me restart that. She's gonna. Find a good job, and she's gonna soar. And I wish her the best of luck. Mm-hmm. All right, Cyberpunk is getting multiplayer. I mean, I'm not really surprised about that. I was. That. And who linked this? Okay. Um. Why were you all surprised? Right, so, uh, tell us about it. Why am I surprised? Uh. Mm-hmm. I just thought usually with CG Project Red titles they like single player, so I would never thought that. I mean, it it it, it breathes through my mind, but I was like, nah, they ain't gonna do it. And really, when I thought about it, but for them to do multiplayer, I'm intrigued about what they can do with it. Um, 
I am with you on that one. I was surprised that they are saying it's getting multiplayer. Um, just at all. Uh, they don't describe and they don't say what it's going to be like or what it is. Uh, all they say is that it's going to be well after the single player add-ons. Yeah, just so. I, I, like the reason why I say I'm not super surprised is because like like because of how they treated Grand Theft Auto Five and Red Dead. Yeah, but that I was Rockstar. gonna say this feels exactly like I know, no, no, that's what I mean. Like it is rock, yeah, it is Rockstar, but you know the the whole open worldness is like like a lot of these open world games are starting to become more multiplayer, which is why I wasn't like super surprised. Like th- this game is like you know Deus Ex, like up to like you know upgraded to like a huge amount of level. By the way, I still think you guys should play the ASX. <laughs> I played the first one. I already, yeah. I already did. Uh, uh, sorry, what was the the new one? Uh, the new first one. What was the the subtitle of that? Sharpie. Human re- human, human evolution. Yeah, That's yeah, what it was. That one. I did play that one. Uh, yeah. I'm not. That was good, right? Kind of I did. It was good. It was good for what it was, but I'm. And it, this game just feels like that, just upgraded to like a huge degree. It's like Grand Theft Auto plus that. That's yeah, like yeah. always. I think that's why I'm not surprised. Is it like always gave me a? Obviously, it doesn't feel like Grand Theft Auto, but in terms of like when you watch the gameplay that they've like released and stuff like that, it feels like they're trying to establish establish a similar kind of world in the sense mm-hmm. that like it's you know a living world that you can kind of walk around and explore. So I kind of assumed it was gonna at some point have like a Grand Theft Auto-esque multiplayer, which is like, I'm really glad to hear that they're saying it's going to be out way after the game, because if it was going to come out at the same time, I would assume it wasn't going to be good. But Or people, there's going to be too many people jumping into it, and then it's going to be all broken and everything. Not even that, it just feels like it's, that game is such a big game, seemingly, that if you're trying to do that and create a multiplayer experience at the same time, it feels like something's going to fall short. And I'm guessing yeah. it wouldn't be like the story part of it. They probably aren't gonna risk like letting that fall short. So it'd probably just be like GTA, well not GTA, um, Red Dead, where it's like it comes out and everybody's just like, eh, not much to it. So well, uh, I, I'm just gonna be playing this even when the multiplayer comes out. I, I'm gonna be done with those add-ons and everything. I'm just I'm gonna be done with it at that point, hmm. and I'm not gonna want to play multiplayer, and. It's actually dependent on what it's going to be. Yeah. So if somebody asks me, "Hey, you want to play? You, you want to play this with me?" Then I'll say, "Sure, I'll do it." What if it's but like a not going- RP thing, like how Grand Theft Auto's community is doing right now? Uh, no, <laughs> that's a meta thing, though. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna build thing. the RP into it. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be interesting, though. You can play a character. It, you do voices. I think the other thing is that, like. Um, because they're not saying anything about what this multiplayer component is, um, what if it was just m- multiplayer add-on missions? Or just multiplayer-only missions? Wouldn't be surprised by that. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, this, right. like I said, some, similar to GTA, in my, appearance, in my experience, like, well, in my uh, opinion, I guess is the way to put it, you know, they had those, like, co-op missions that they released for a while, too. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. I think that's the only part of this that i would openly go into multiplayer is if there were multiplayer only missions Hmm. and that's the only part but if it's just like oh you can play the story with uh, your friends and it's like nah i'm done like no 
if you want to invite me to a multiplayer game, then go for it. But I'm not going to openly seek out a multiplayer experience in this one. Oh, is that what you were thinking? It might be like play through the story multiplayer. I, or, I wasn't assuming it was yeah. that at all. Or guessing. Oh, like, anyway. a, like GTA Online or Red Dead Online. Even that, like, I'm just, I am not enthused about. Because I didn't, I didn't even like my experience with Red Dead Online or, or GTA Online. Like, actually, you know what? I can't even say I had an experience with Red Dead Online because I never even turned that on. Yeah. I wanted a single player experience in that, and I got what I wanted, and I don't, yeah. So, um, but we'll, I guess we'll just have to see, but multiplayer component in, uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. I think it's also worth noting though, that whole, what do you guys think about first person perspective only? I'm fine with that. No, I wasn't saying I'm, that, but like, as far I don't know, for some reason, like, aspect, you don't, you should, you should think it should be third person. I don't think it should be like, I'm not saying like, I think it should be one or the other. I just think, I think it's interesting because like, I'm pretty sure one of the reasons why, for example, GTA five, for a lot of people, it feels like it's kind of like a living, breathing city. Uh-huh is because you're not restricted to first person. So you can like kind of see things going on in your surroundings as compared to like first person where theoretically like if they wanted to, they could somehow make it that it, uh, it like deletes everything behind you that you're not looking at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, there's like something to third person where you can get like that 360 perspective to be like, Oh yeah, this, everything is happening like around behind me you. in real time. I can understand where you come yeah. from with that. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give it a chance. I mean, I oh yeah, I mean, of course we're all gonna play it. <laughs> Regardless, I, I don't know. But. I don't know. Are you gonna play it, Zeldrick? I was just say it sounds like Zeldrick's not gonna play it. Maybe I'm wrong. I've, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like 500 percent into it. Like, of course I am. The mul- I was, yeah, I was just talking about oh, third person that. in general. Like, yeah. Um, I am not really. Uh, well, it doesn't phase me at all that I I'm, it's only going to be first person. Um, I have heard the rebuttal of this where it's just like, I created my character. I should be able to see it in third person. Like, I spent so much time on it. It's like, okay, and that's a fair argument, and uh, I'm with you on that. Personally, I'm I'm okay if it's just in first person. Um, that actually is uh, a really interesting statement to make, too, because if it's first person and you never play multiplayer that you do all that character creation so that people in the game can see it <laughs> which they're not real people it might be for cutscenes yeah it says here very occasionally in some of the cutscenes it'll be in third person hmm. or you'll see your character in cutscenes or in, on a so mirror it kind of kills the whole character creation thing for me then like I don't know what the point of it is Unless, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, stuff that, maybe there's, like, stats that, uh, the stuff that you, you know, what your selections are for your character. Um, or when you be enter a menu. Or whatever. Yeah, but it's like, like you, I don't know. There's such a cool world, like, the whole, that I, I kind of want to see my character, I think. That's, yeah. That is a very, very fair argument, and I and I totally get it. Yeah. Still gonna play it if it's first person, regardless. I'm just saying. 
I mean, Deus Ex was like that, but you don't create a character. In yeah, you just have like your default character. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next up, Kojima talks easy mode and Death Stranding. I'm not very surprised about that. He wanted to make a movie-like experience. This is, easy mode is going to be like a movie-like experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So he, he, the what he's saying is that, or what people are saying, um, is that uh, there's a lot of actors in it. There's a lot of people, uh, actors that a lot of people know. And for people that, uh, for the general public that are seeing these videos or whatever, or seeing this news of Norman Reedus is in a video game, it's like, what? Oh man, he looks so cool in it, or, you know, that sort of thing. But it's a video game. It's like, oh, but I don't, it's a, it's like a super group of movie actors. Like, I want to, I want to experience this, but I'm not good at video games. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, Real quick, um, someone uh, played did a test play of Death Stranding on very easy mode in around a month while also managing her day-to-day -day tasks. Um, according to my boss, this mode is for people who usually don't play video games. Um, uh, very easy mode for movie fans since we have real actors like Norman Reedus, uh, Mads, Leah, um, and even Yano-san, who never completed the first stage of Pac-Man, was able to complete the game on very easy mode. So, um, like, I just wanted to put this in and, um, actually say real quick that while, yes, you don't pay, uh, you're not the one spending $60, but, um, first of all, I do want to ask you guys, do you, any of you find, uh, enjoyment in a difficulty of a game? Yes. Well, that also depends on the game, too. Like, 100% what, depends on the about. game. But to answer, well, like, what I think you're conceptually trying to say is I will always start on normal mode. Always. Like, yeah, absolutely do not say, like, let me go try the hardest mode just for a challenge. Okay. Um, now, uh, the other thing is that, well, as far as for me, I like to play on a harder difficulty. Not the top, but, like, you know, bump it up one level uh, above normal. Um, and that's just me. Now, the other thing is that while this is like, you know, essentially, quote, movie mode, what if instead they release it, this concept of a game, you know, have you ever seen on YouTube like, oh, uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, the movie or whatever, and it's like a five, ten hour long YouTube video and it's like all the cutscenes or all and plus all the important dialogue bits yeah. within the game. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what if they made instead because like, you know, you're playing the game, but you know, you have people that are just like, oh fighting, like what am I doing? Like I don't know what's going on. Um instead you have all the cutscenes in it and then you sort of for a cheaper price have like the gameplay moments in like action sort of camera shots that they make themselves you know i know that's a like more work put into the development studio but like part of, of a video game is also playing it not just like watching it so like when this is kind of spoken towards like it's intended for movie fans so then rather watch the game play out and then have them pay for a movie instead 
uh, like of the of the game instead of just you know having to go through you know the day to day of uh, you know play a little bit and play a little bit, but like alleviate some of the struggle of someone that does not play video games that they want to experience this. I don't know. What do you guys think? Or do you understand what I'm getting? I at? would I would I would honestly say the the one thing I thought about while you were describing that is like. I'd kind of imagine, though, that, like, regardless of the fact that he's Kojima saying, like, this is for movie fans, he still wants you to play the game. So, but I think, and I think that's kind of why he would make an easy mode is because, like, the idea isn't to get you to not play the game. It's just to get it to be that you don't quit because you're frustrated because you're not a gamer. Okay. Which kind of, kind of makes, to me, it makes sense. Like, I I know, I, I, I guess the thing I'm thinking about is, like, for example, with uh, myself and Lady Infamous, mm-hmm. when there's a game that's like, like you know, keyboard and mouse, for example, the concept of playing keyboard and mouse on a shooter is relatively like not as intuitive for us as it probably is for y'all too, because you've been playing PC games for longer than us. So I think that conceptually, the equivalent would be, do we just add controller support so that you guys can play it and still like have a fun experience? You guys mean it, me and Lady Infamous. Or do we just say like you don't you don't have to play it because there's you don't want to play keyboard and mouse? I I, I think it kind of like makes sense to sort of like cater to a group of people who aren't like really versed in whatever the traditional format is. Mm-hmm. Um, but still allow them to like legitimately play the game, right? And it's not like you know I, I'm thinking like oh they shouldn't add a very easy mode or whatever. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. Like I think this is a pretty cool thing for having this type of mode for people to just who want to see a story play out, but also experience the uh the game in uh while more or less watching it at the same time uh rather than um i'm i'm just thinking like what if the uh companies or other people uh like did that sort of thing where like they did a um sort of a playthrough of the move uh, of the sorry of the game and they had all the cutscenes and then you know what I was describing, kind of like, uh, like Red Dead the movie, and it was the game being played out, uh, that with the cutscenes. Do you think people would want to watch that though? The game being played out, like no, well, not like all of the gameplay aspects. I'm not saying all the gameplay aspects, and I'm not even saying like add. So they're not watching any gameplay. They're watching all the cutscenes, all the bits of dialogue, mm-hmm. and then like. You know how in the Red Dead 2, like, sort of trailers you were seeing, or even when you were playing it, you saw those action shots or whatever that were just, like, kind of clips and stuff? Okay. Like, have, like, a little bit of gameplay, like a tiny bit, and then having the dialogue go in between all that, you know? Uh, I don't know. I I was just kind of, like, having a thought of something. And it, this is just what it made me think of. So actually, that, yeah, that actually makes I, I me... I actually thought the same thing, too. Okay. Okay. I think here's a question for you guys because now I'm thinking about the fact that concept of mixed media. So along those same lines, 
did games like did you guys like or dislike um when they do things like in quantum break and in control where it's like all of a sudden you go from like playing a game to watching a live action show there's live action show in control yeah Damn it! I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah, I'm, I'm like ninety nine percent sure. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. All right, well, whatever. Um, anyways, because I'm just I, thinking like that's kind of similar ish in the sense of like if somebody goes to watch a movie, something that's supposed to be a movie, and then it cuts into like something that kind of looks like gameplay. Is it gonna have like a same kind of jarring effect? Because that that was kind of jarring for me a little bit once all of a sudden it was real people, and I know we're talking about like pre-rendered cutscenes for like death stranding but like for somebody who's not a gamer who went to go see what i guess would be the equivalent of an animated movie if all of a sudden something's cut in that like doesn't look like a pre-rendered animation or is that gonna like be off oh, to them kind of like really. oh, what's that movie what's good. that movie no what... Oh, what was that so? movie <laughs> I, I think i think uwe bold Oh god! <laughs> what was, what was that or movie? Not. He where, did Blood Rain. Was, uh, um, no, but they had like oh oh House of the Dead. House of the Dead. The oh Jesus Christ! No, that's that's something different, dude. <laughs> like everything he does is trash. That was straight up garbage. I know what you're talking about. It's like I think they were getting attacked hey, by the zombies, you know? and all he of a sudden they just went first person. Solid. He wanted to make a Metal Gear Solid movie, and Kojima said no immediately. Yeah, I'm glad he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah i don't know like i I guess it could work but um but the the question would be like would you get so another thing to think about is um until dawn right so it'd be like Mm -hmm. what if you took out all the gameplay parts would it feel like a good movie yes you think so (laughs) i see okay so if all the the I mean, all the gameplay aspects of it is either quick time or you looking around a house. Yeah, yeah, sure. But part of like the tension that gets built and stuff like that is the fact that you're like walking around in kind of an unknown location and you don't know if something's going to jump out or like what's happening and what like all and even like the fact that you see the totems that provide like um, hints about what could happen or whatever, like all of that stuff kind of pulls you into like being invested in when something happens in a cutscene, so if you well, don't have all of that stuff or if you figure if you just like watch it i don't i don't know i feel like I, it wouldn't to me it would lose like a lot of like the impact that it has but the thing is is that there are some movies that i see mm-hmm. that i'm like man that would be awesome if i could play that on a video game sure. I've i've done that but when i'm saying now that like say with until dawn you uh take out um the gameplay aspects and like those bits and well maybe not the bits and totems but like um sort of the gameplay aspects you have in that you just make it pre-rendered cutscenes and you give those give that to someone that doesn't play video games and like just wants to watch like a story play out that's it like in that's the difference between um, the and uh, the line that's being drawn. Like, yeah, I guess I, I guess part of it is just you know I think about maybe this is bias as a gamer. I think about things like you know if you have to make the decision to do something or not do something, that's half of what gets me invested in terms of what happens next. If you just show yes. me a cutscene when somebody made a decision, 
I don't know if I I don't have that same investment. I don't think. Yeah, I think th- this is this is a very uh, interesting thing because, like, when I was thinking when I was thinking about this, like, you know how if you if you make a move if you make like a very specific like a TV show off of a a game that has like multiple endings or multiple pathways, right? People are gonna assume the TV show is the the canon path. Okay. Okay. Right. I get that. And and they're not gonna say like saying, "Oh, I didn't do it the right," or "I want to do it the TV show way" because that's the correct way of doing it. Okay. Well, that's not. It's more like that. We have uh, like I understand we like having the decision that's right there. Um, you know, it increases attention. You get more invested into it so on and so forth but when you have somebody that doesn't play video games say that like they don't the the last game or system that they played was a a super nintendo they never owned a console after that or played games on the computer now just give them until dawn as a movie and you give them like not none of the the gameplay aspects of it i mean i guess that might be a bigger question is like do, do any of these things hold up on their own without being a game as being i would want would it be a good movie and i guess that's obviously well, subjective everybody could decide whether or not they think it would maybe i just think it wouldn't subjective. necessarily i think that it it's very few games could um really uh pull it off as the movie and you you just give them all the um just the cutscenes and some of the and you movie eyes or whatever um make it cinematic uh some gameplay aspects of shooting or and dialogue along with it and stuff like that um but i mean uh take uncharted that's what i was just thinking of too yeah yeah so like that's that's a movie-esque game and a lot of us that have played it haven't get more invested into it because we're playing it but because it's a movie-like game you know you you know, uh, make some action shots of some of the gameplay, and uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It, I just feel like that there are some of these games that do could hold up as like a movie, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it then goes goes to a huge discussion of man, video games turned into movies suck. Why do they all suck? Like that sort of thing. Um, but if you have the, uh, you know, the actual game being played out and not like as a let's play, but you have all the cutscenes there and shit like that, then yeah, I so, yeah, feel like that what some if of you this take, stuff could do well. What if you shot for shot do the game, that exact thing with real actors, is it a good movie? And, and that's what I'm saying, like, does it hold up as a movie? Like if you literally like, let's say he did his Kojima cut of it with the cutscenes and some action shots and stuff like that, and it was live it's like action? take some new actors and say, "All right, you guys perform this exact same thing. We'll shoot it." It's like, is it a good movie? I don't know. I don't. Well, I personally don't feel done? like it is. Like for me, it feels like a lot of it is just like the stuff in between the scenes that you have to do personally is kind of the stuff that kind of that gets you invested. That's that's yeah. like if you know if you're playing Death Stranding and you have to, they showed, I think um, it's at some point in the trailer, they showed um, 
Norman Reed is walking into like this forest area and I think he stops and then he has to check to see if there's like and there's like ghosts in the area or something like that. I think he has to use something to be able to detect them. Something that looked like a metal detector or something. I don't know. But it's like when you're the person controlling and you have to walk around and like you know that the things you do are going to make a difference in terms of like what happens in the game. Like actually even better. Um, what's it called? The Blair Witch. I don't know if you guys saw any footage of it, but like I said, you use last week, you use a flashlight. It's like, is it as, is it as scary to just show somebody using a flashlight versus you having to control somebody and shine where the flashlight is? Well, but I'm, what I'm saying is that not like, oh, we're playing the game and then we watch the movie of the game that was just being played. I'm I'm not like, a, or a movie version of that. What I'm saying is someone that does not play games at all, they see the movie version of the game, not like a real life actors or a, like completely redone 3D render, like Pixar style, uh, like they make their own movie of it or whatever. I'm saying you take all the cutscenes. Oh no, no, I get it. But like, think about Dead Space, for example. I'm well, just saying that, on. like, wait, 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 wait. So I'm saying to someone that doesn't play games, yeah, at all, zero, yeah. But I'm then they're judging like, on is it a good movie, and what I'm saying is I don't know if they. I think when somebody like Kojima develops one of these games, part of what they know is going to happen is. You're going to be enjoy the cutscenes, for example, because you enjoyed the gameplay. Like, I don't think anybody would just watch a Metal Gear movie if you took the game. Con- if you took like the uh, cutscenes, put them together, threw like some action shots in between. I don't think that's going to make it enough for them. Like, I don't. I don't well, know if it's a strong enough experience. I mean, talk to people that like Metal Gear Solid 4 because that was a movie all on its own. Sure, sure. <laughs> but they also had to play stuff in between where they're sneaking around and like... Yeah. That's, the, that's what I'm saying. I think like take take the gameplay out of it and all of a sudden it's still the same story front to back. But is it strong enough to be like somebody will sit there and watch it? I don't um, know. Anyways, we went on a long time for that. But yeah, like yeah. I said, subjective. Like, it's just a question of whether or not people think it's strong enough on its own without gameplay. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on. Yeah. Final Fantasy VIII Remaster is getting a lot of bad rap right now. That, that, um, that sounds like a personal problem. No, it's, yep. it, it's, it's a fan <laughs> problem. Like, I, I was looking at it, right? I was watching some of my friends play, and then I was like, dude, this game looks like shit. Like they oh, they really? had they also sent yeah no because okay what they did was they re uh like they updated the models for the characters but the background the backgrounds are the same yeah it lo- looks blurry as fuck I think it, they announced that so I've I've literally heard them say that exact thing somewhere like that it was gonna be like all oh, the models are the same but like the backgrounds and stuff like that is the game you remember and were so, people that just not expecting it no. I want to bring up something. Final Fantasy IX got a, quote, remaster. It doesn't say remaster on it. It got updated. It got ported to current. Now, it did the same exact thing, which was new updated character models, 
the textures and the painted backgrounds are all the same resolution and the same. So, oh, also, um, the, uh, they also put both of them with the three times speed. Um, and I think one of the biggest differences is that Final Fantasy IX had a widescreen option or does or was natural with that when it got, um, kind of re-released, whatever. Um, and Final Fantasy VIII Remastered is stuck at 4x3. Oh, yeah, there's that, too. And they censored some, you know, things like they raised, you know, the 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 chest line for all the females and all uh they covered up like you know some of the the summons because they looked more provocative in the original release wow yeah what you're bitching like 2019 it's 2019 Uh, also like uh, does it really matter that less of someone's cleavage you know what's funny like like some people that i know (laughs) were girls that were complaining about that that sounds like a personal problem. Well, that yeah, definitely exactly. sounds like a personal, personal problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't care about what chest. It doesn't matter what the chest size for me. I don't, I'm just saying, y'all need to get the 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 remaster y'all deserve. Y'all just getting copy and pasting right now. So, are you planning to get that game, Sharpie? Uh, no. I mean, I already have the original, and then there's already like uh, mods to be able to update that, anyways, to to make it look just as good, uh, just as good, or if not better. Um the the thing, or the only notable thing in these bad reviews is that some people are re- are uh, are quoting that or not quoting. They're saying that it crashes, that there's crashing issues. Which is, you know, that's a very valid argument. Yeah, your game is crashing. But, like, blurry backgrounds and uh, bad textures. Like, it's a remaster. It's an HD up-res. Like, I don't think that, especially after Final Fantasy IX, how that turned out and um, what came out of that. You know, how much of a remaster are you going to get from Square Enix after that after nine that like they're gonna redo the textures they're gonna repaint the backgrounds they're gonna redo all this stuff at that point you might as well just make it a remake and just like cut the entire thing and just made a remaster for nine i don't remember that that so it's not specifically titled final fantasy nine remastered it's not titled that that's when they brought it to ps4 xbox one i believe it's on xbox one and pc it did the same exact thing that 8 Remastered did, where the character models look uh, are upscaled. The some of the uh, some of the texture a little bit, a little bit of the textures are better, but the character models stand awkwardly on top of all the textures in the painted background, and it's a little bit jarring with that. Um, are you sure it's and, not 12? Uh, no. I I saw specifically with uh, with nine. I didn't because I know with 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 uh twelve it was, um, I mean as far as I know, like that was the international edition, which uh, uh the, the Zodiac Age that was the one it, it didn't get the initial release in America. So it either way that it's not twelve it's not that one okay. nine, um got that treatment of up-resing the character models. Oh, okay. So if you, uh, if you look at gameplay footage um, of 
nine from Steam, or you can actually look at the Steam page right now. Like they stand awkwardly on top of uh, painted backgrounds and stuff, and they look higher res models. They look cleaner than the backgrounds. Mm. And I'm pretty sure the modding community did something about it for adding. Yeah. <laughs> so and. I don't know. I, I'm not surprised that people are... I'm, no, you know what? I am surprised. I'm surprised that people are bitching about this because it's... Par for the course, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think you're going to get from a uh, remastered PS1 game? So, again, a lot of personal problems. <laughs> well, it's also because it's probably problems. because it's 2019 they had higher expectations. Uh, I was actually talking about this the other day. People need to uh, fucking figure out or learn what the difference between a remaster and a remake is. And a lot of people mix those up, and we need they they need to learn what the difference between a remaster and a remake is. Well, remaster just means like you're upscaling everything or re redrawing everything to make it look nicer, but keeping right. the same core game. Yeah, but they didn't really do that with the backgrounds of the game and they and then because it, they didn't do that they it wasn't like a they they thought it, it wasn't like a complete remaster okay GG. well uh, <laughs> go ahead and um refund it and just spend 12 bucks instead of 20 on the original final fantasy 8 on steam uh, like that there it is like I bought that, it that on. Your it's like, but it's like I bought it on Switch. But if you, put, well, now you get to play it on the go. <laughs> like that—that that is your other incentive for playing. You're for getting on the Switch. Like, <laughs> you have the portability of Final Fantasy VIII now. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on. Microsoft and SK Telecom got uh, is going to be working with uh, together for 5G gaming in Korea. Yo, I'm not in Korea, so I mean. Holla back at me when they come over here. Cause... Yeah, no, no. Okay, so th 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 there's this one thing about 5G. Did you guys watch NKVHD's uh, video on how uh, how he tested 5G? No. Um, who? <laughs> how <you> exactly. <laughs> Mar Mark Marquez Brownlee, or how how was well how how? I have a question. It's a it's it's a. Who put this, who put this, who put this topic up here? Me. Obviously, Sharpie. Yeah. Yeah. Did did uh did like have you seen have you uh you know how Will Smith will call him Mar uh what do you call it Marquez oh I forgot how he pronounced his name but like well anyways it, it's this black um um he's very popular it's like this black um tech YouTuber okay and basically what he did was he went to a place I think it was like somewhere in like Rhode Island or Maine or somewhere like that, uh, and um, they, they have five G networks all over the place. And then he tested it out. Um, well, he stood pretty much right underneath the node, and like his phone, uh, and he did the speed test, and his phone went like crazy. It went to like two gigabits, which is faster than you know fiber lines, right? Mm -hmm. Like twice the speed of fiber lines, and um. And but then like he he moved like a few feet away, and which is behind a you know a tree or something like that, and then it dropped like significantly to like you know slower than a fiber line, and he only okay. moved a few feet. 
Okay. So, uh, so then, what are you bringing to the table with this? What I'm saying is, do you think 5G will be something that we'll we'll be seeing anytime soon? Because no. something like that is going to happen. Because uh, do you know how 5G works? It, it's a it's a it's a smaller band, so it's not like it can penetrate through walls or anything like that easily. Because it it has like a very very the the wavelength is very like narrow, so, okay. because you know how like the wider the wavelength, the easier it is to just go through something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that is five G coming anytime soon. Probably not. I mean, like this partnership is just like them saying like we're gonna work on it, right? Mm-hmm. Not like it's, we're gonna get in like six months or any. Well, Korea, I guess South Korea, we get in, in six months or something. I'm sure it's just kind of like setting up like to do greater things in the future. But that, again, I still think I I totally think like five G is gonna be a thing at some point. Probably I'll give it a couple years at least. Yeah. Um. I, I. But from what you're explaining is that it seems like just from user experience. It needs more work yeah, it's on, not ready. but right, it's not ready. But it, uh, I guess for um, extrapolating thought on this, that are we just going to need a lot more towers? Like, is that like what's going every, on? Every or? few feet, <laughs> yeah, every few feet, it's a tower. Um, or just every Wi-Fi router is a five G marker, <laughs> or like um, a, a bouncer or amplifier, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, the fact that, like, you know, not that 5G-based cloud gaming, and I, and I know that, like, that's what we talk about, just gaming, but, I mean, just 5G in general, um, I, this partnership means that it's going to be, we're, we're going to get get it sooner than, uh, you know, five years. <laughs> so, um, I would take a gander uh, of a guess. So, um, this could be cool, and the fact that, like, just for cloud-based gaming, well, in Korea, I think that's they need it most of all. So, um, since they are either in cafes or like since they're more social with gaming and stuff, so um, it'll be cool. Uh, I think this will speed up our uh, well, the research and making five G more of a uh, of a common thing around the world faster. Mm. All right, Tim Schaefer says Double Fine may shut down. Um, Isn't it just Double no. Fine presents though? Yes. Yeah. That's that's the very specific thing about this. So, um, it very quick. Uh, the fact that uh, or um, what Double Fine has been doing for the past several years has been that they are publishing indie titles, uh, giving uh, uh indie devs a footholds, being able to you know give them some leeway and being able to you know publish their games so that they can actually see the light of day. Um, but because of the acquisition of uh, Microsoft, ac- uh, the acquisition of Microsoft with uh, uh, Double Fine Games, Double Fine Presents may shut down because it seems like some sort of tree of just like, well, here's Microsoft, and then they're represent or they're yeah representing or publishing for Double Fine as a dev company, and then Double Fine as dev uh, as a developer company now has a subsidiary or a, a subsection that is publisher publishing indie, uh, indie titles so like they were just thinking like yeah i think 
as a publisher, it's going away. Um, just because the tree and the whole semantics of it is like way too long. Um, but uh, I think it, it's just it's something to talk about because there have been a few good games that came out of Double Fine as present uh, publishing them. Um, and instead, instead of um doing um or Double Fine as a publishing company, uh, these indie uh, devs, and they're already doing it. We've we've gotten some from uh, Xbox or Microsoft publishing indie titles. More of these indie titles will go to Xbox or Microsoft. Keep screwing that up to um to publish. Um, which I'm I'm glad that they're doing. By the way, uh, so I, I that that's pretty much what is um being said about this. So, I mean, but it could uh, kind of put a clamp down on how many get published, though, right? Because at this, I assume like part of the problem is that, um, considering Microsoft owns Double Fine, they're just like, okay, well, you're not just deciding that you're going to publish a game. Like, basically, they have to come to us if they want to get published. At which point, if they don't have the same kind of indie focus, a lot of that stuff might not get published. It's, Whereas it might have through Double Fine, right? Um, that is that is something else to consider. But I, uh, um, it, it also kind of led something, um, because uh, we would go to Day of the Devs, which is presented by Do- uh, Double Fine. Yeah. Um, and they actually talk about it in this article, and for anybody else. Uh, uh, listening. Day of the Devs is a essentially a festival where, like, uh, they Double Fine rents out a warehouse or it's their warehouse, and um, they have a whole bunch of uh indie uh devs come in. They bring in their um their computers, their their whatever, and they have a demo of their game, and they it gets uh seen by a lot of people a lot a lot of people go to this and that's actually the reason why i knew about trover saves the universe and falcon age like those two titles is the reason why i oh and ooblets and tunic and like all these game, all these indie titles that we now know about the, the the reason why i know a lot about these games is because of day of the devs but they did say that they can still do it which is another part of double fine presents that helps elevate 70 or 80 games, and we let people come meet those developers and play those games, and it's free to the public. So, um, as far as for locally, because this is in San Francisco, um, Day of the Devs will still happen. Um, Though, how it happens, I'm not sure. Um, Because I'm kind of also quickly going over the rest of this article. Um... We thought we could help them with that and also kind of pick our favorite games and give them more exposure. Whether or not we're still hands-on publishing those games ourselves, we can still be fulfilling that mission of just helping indie devs, even though we're a part of Microsoft. Um, yeah, it sounds so like they might just not put their name on it. Yeah, yeah. that might be it. But still so be involved it, with it. Yeah, I, it's a bit up in the air, but as... I don't know, I... I uh, Double Fine publishing these games and having Double Fine being the outlet of these titles, seeing um, getting exposure, anyways, uh, 
has been a huge deal, and we need to. Uh, I guess it, it's also another thing of um, indie developers and supporting them because they need all the support that they can get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that this was something to mention and talk about. All right, uh, I think that's it for this week, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, all right, cool. What is everybody uh doing this coming week? Um, I'm just gonna be working and probably playing um video games like I always do every week. Um, start getting start packing my bag for TwitchCon and. Get ready for that. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? It's like, it's like three weeks away. <laughs> Technically, next weekend it'll be two weeks. So that's what I'm planning to do. Yeah, but why are you packing so early? Because <laughs> I pack early. Is there a problem? I'm okay. not like you. I don't that's pack on, like day of. I'm very. Okay, you could pack two days before no, and still be I good. Still have to, I still have other things I have to do. <laughs> okay. You, you teasing me because I pack early. I'm prepared. <laughs> that's, it's not funny. No, totally. I is. mean, she, but <laughs> she cares. <laughs> that's the thing. Is that she cares a lot about what, how she's gonna go to TwitchCon and everything. I mean, I, I, the comment, like, uh, yeah, when I packed up for Evo, I packed up like two hours before I was supposed to leave. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the difference. And like, I kind of didn't really care how I went out, but but yeah, whatever. no, I'm more I mean, laughing. Twitch- I think I'm more so laughing, not because of like. The preparation as in like I'm figuring out what outfits I'm gonna wear and all that kind of stuff. It's the physical packing. <laughs> so you yeah. have a bag sitting there for like three weeks. <laughs> that's okay. the part that's funny. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's a little bit comical thing that right. that okay, anyways. So I'm 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 also researching and stuff, so I'm just making sure everything is okay for me, that's all. Mm-hmm. How many Twitch cons have you gone to? This is my third one. Mm. Did you decide if you're going Sharpie? Well, I do now, but the the thing is, is that I I need to find a place to stay, and I'm talking to Paragon about that right now. Or ho- hopefully, like if he gets back to me, because he 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 said he said um he says yeah I'll send you more details and he hasn't come back to it me. It depends, yet. like it's <laughs> like if you're trying to go five star, four star, three star, it depends what you're trying to. Well, he he has he has two rooms reserved, which is why like. So you want to uh, you want to share a room with another person? Yeah, I've always done that. I, I'm sorry, I not me. I could not be with you. I just like my yeah. personal space. Yeah. Okay, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Call it what you. Want. I'm not. It, it's it's not a Queen thing. It's not like. I'm not getting a. I, I'm not having like a far a five or a, a five star or four star. I'm getting like a basic average room. You know what I mean? And that's I. I it's. I mean, if I don't know you like that, I'm not gonna be sharing no room with you. Um, Do you not share rooms with your your grown woman gaming group? Yeah, that was our first time sharing that that uh that apartment on that 28th floor. That was all of us together at one time. That was our first time. Every other time that I went to uh, E3, I had my own room. I, like, did my own hotel. Hmm. 
All right. Anybody else? I'm going to be good. I think I'm going to try to. I can't remember now. Now that I try to actually recall, I can't remember if I've actually beat Super Mario World. I'm pretty sure I have. Yes, I have. So I, I think I'm going to go through and finish that one. Because that's the one where like Bowser's flying around in the. You have yes, to like throw yeah. those monster little uh, creatures up at him while he's flying around in his little whatever cr- vehicle with a propeller on the bottom. Is yeah. that one? Yeah. Okay. So I have beat the game. Well, I think I'm gonna try to beat that game this week, since I already made like such a put such a dent in it. Um, but that probably I think I'll actually play that on my off time. Um, I assume we're gonna try to figure out Gears Five at some point and. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sharpie, you could, I guess you can announce the other thing. Um, With me. But other than, I think that's uh, that's the gaming for me. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Zagrek? Uh, this week, uh, it's going to be more XCOM 2, and I'm starting up some uh, Monster Hunter World weekends. Uh, so like I'm playing on it being every Saturday, uh, and depending on uh, how well it's received, um, or uh, how much people want the a day to be changed, um, then I'll move it around. But I want to make it a weekly thing that uh, we play Monster Hunter World on PC and uh, get ready for Iceborne. Um, I am I'm not gonna get it for PS4, uh, not just yet. But, uh, but yeah, I got that going on. And I'll be streaming both at twitch.tv slash Zeldrick. And you can find me at Twitter at Zeldrick. All right. And for me, I'm going to hope that my power supply comes tomorrow. And then I can actually start doing something again. But I'm probably going to continue playing, what do you call it? Um, um, Gravity, Gravity Rush. Rush. <laughs> yeah, Gravity Rush 2. Because I've been having a lot of fun with that, except the the collecting part. I might just bum rush through that game uh, for the rest of it because I don't think I need any more upgrades, anyways. And um, on Thursday, I think I think two of you will be joining me in doing a local recording for Unheard. Yep. But mm-hmm. first, we got before before we do that, we should we should test out if everything works too, <laughs> like the whole like you know the Discord like immediate sharing thing works out yeah. too. So we we should do that sometimes in the next three days. But other than that, uh, if I don't if I do beat Gravity Rush and we we w- once we finish recording on Herd, I'm gonna probably gonna play. What was I, what was I gonna play? Well, I'm probably gonna play maybe everybody's golf again. <laughs> Because I want to, I want to keep ranking up and then see how I do. Oh, you and, mean Hot Shots yeah. Golf? Or you can call it that. <laughs> I hate that name. You, you should, you, Everybody's you, golf. You should, sucks. You, should, you, you, you should get, you should get it too. It's fun. Uh, as long as I can cross the title out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun though. You like golf games, right? Yeah, yeah. I love Hot Shots Golf. I just don't like the name Everybody's Golf. It sounds so like lame. Yeah. But well, anyways, yes. yeah, that's it. You can follow me on twitch.tv slash jsharpie. You can and on Twitter it's jsharpietv. Well, other than that, that is it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week.